0: speak to you in the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I love this turn of the liturgical year. You know, we marked the end of that long season after Pentecost last week with our festival of Christ the King. And now we turn the attention of our hearts the attention of our lives to make room for this King, this son of God to come among us in great humility and claim the kingdom as his own. As Jane Williams writes, in Advent we're preparing for the birth of Jesus. Some of this preparation will be joyful, but as with any new birth, there will also be apprehension. This new birth, more than any, is life-changing, world-changing. John's Gospel speaks of Jesus's birth as the coming of the light, without which nothing can live, but also in which nothing can hide. The light we are preparing to welcome into the world, it brings warmth, it brings joy, good cheer, reason for hope, It also brings clarifying truth and exposes injustice in our society and the sin in our own soul, which clings so closely. Remember that righteous man, Simeon, in Luke 2? When he meets the Christ child in the temple, he holds this paradox together just right when he says, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to thy people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is spoken against. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. In a poem by T.S. Eliot, in the voice of one of the Magi who journeyed to pay homage to the Christ child, we hear this. I'm giving you a lot of material to work with. All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again. But set down, this set down, this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here, in the old dispensation, with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. Friends, this season of preparation, this Advent, is not all candy canes and mistletoes, Santa Claus, and luxury goods. It's preparation. Preparation for a light that brings a joy that we cannot manufacture. And a judgment that reveals our stony hearts to ourselves. It's a birth like no other, and it calls for a death to sin. That's why we pray, Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Advent is serious business, it's for real. This child who's waiting to be born in us demands a response. Jesus, through whom all things come into being, is coming to claim the world again. This is good news. To be sure, love the guest is on the way. But as we look east to the rising of the sun, we have to allow the light to scatter the evil shadows of sin. Things like racism, exploitative economics, all the ways that we do not seek to serve Christ in one another. We have to look at it. This first Sunday of Advent reminds us that we're between the time of Christ coming to visit us in great humility and the time when he will come again in power to judge the living and the dead, when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I don't know about you, but I like to begin each Advent reflecting on three arrivals of Christ. Is that how you do it too? three arrivals of Christ. He comes in history. He comes in mystery. He comes in majesty. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. In January of this year, I was in the Holy Land, and I was in Nazareth at the Church of the Annunciation. And on the altar in the church, it says, the word became flesh here. Here, theologians call this the scandal of particularity, and it can be experienced profoundly in the Holy Land. Mary, a first century Jewish girl, in that place, at that time, was filled with the life of God in such a way that the divine life, the divine energy, could take on our flesh and become one of us. Nothing matters more in the history of the world It changes everything. When we make room for this to take root in us, it changes the trajectory of our lives. And between his nativity and his coming again in majesty, we live by faith, by trust in this love. And we're given the means of grace, the sure and certain means of grace through the mystery of the sacraments you see what I did there? History, majesty, mystery. Mixed up the order. History, mystery, majesty. Through the sacraments, the sure and certain means of God's grace, God's love poured out into the world through Jesus Christ, we come into contact with him. We're given the means of grace in this in-between time. That's why we gather in this church each week to celebrate the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. It's what we do. It's what we're in the business of doing. It's the reason we exist on the corner of 71st Street and Madison Avenue, to bear witness to the Word made flesh, to remember His death, to proclaim His resurrection, to await His coming in glory as His Word takes on our flesh. Friends, this is what we have to offer to a world that is too frenetic and mad for truth and for peace. We're too frenetic for truth and peace most of the time, but on our good days, we know that about ourselves. So we commit to being here. We commit to offering ourselves, our souls and bodies, so that that word can come alive mysteriously in us through scripture and sacrament, through our service to each other and to the least and the last. As C.S. Lewis puts it, next to the blessed sacrament itself, your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. We come here to remember that Jesus Christ is the priority of our lives. And he tells us to keep awake to know that he is the one thing necessary for our life and our salvation, nothing else will do. This Advent, let us wake up from a drowsy Christianity and prepare our hearts and our lives for his arrival. Come, Lord Jesus, claim the kingdom for thine own. Thou shalt reign and thou alone. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.